This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. What I'm going to share with you all today is something that's, uh, that's unique. It's highly controversial. It basically winds back the clock 70 years of the feminist movement. And Baruch Hashem, in the, you know, as a Hasidic man, so I have less of an issue than, than most people, because Hasidim make it a point to not let the influence of the outer world affect us too much. We want to hold on as much as we can to our own Messiahs, and we're not that interested in what's going on outside. Um, whereas the other movements in Judaism, and certainly in the secular world, are moving quite a bit. They're evolving with humanity, with society at large. And so, um, so what I'll share with you would be for someone who is much more with it, and therefore the dynamics of their marriage are much more in the style of, what year is this, 2021, and, and it's been getting more so ever since. The way the world works is that, is that men have been slowly but surely over the last decades getting to the point where they have to apologize for being men. And I'm, again, I'm not talking about our Hasidic world. I'm just saying men have gotten more and more to apologize for being men. At the same time, clothing's been getting tighter and tighter on them. Seriously, you, you probably already fell asleep to this because you see everywhere men wearing tights. But, and I'm not talking about Hasidish tights. I'm talking about their pant legs are snug to their bodies. And they're much more and more and more feminine. They're, they're also, uh, one weird example is they actually watch other people's statuses and posts, which is very not men. It's very not men. Men don't watch status. Men, men post. Okay? Men post. So we don't look at other people's statuses. That's very feminine to watch other people's lives. Anyway, so it works like this. How do you be a king in your house? How, how to be a melech in your home? So the situation like this. When, when, when you're married, the, what happens is the woman, about once a month, will rise in her femininity. Femininity goes in waves. Femininity goes in waves. So it goes, it literally goes up until the femininity is high, and then it comes down, and then she's just normal, and then it goes up. Whenever it goes up, when femininity goes high, so what happens is they feel insecure. It has to do with chaos and order. So when the femininity is high, they feel chaos. And when the femininity goes down, they're back to regular order. So if femininity goes high, they're feeling chaotic. They're feeling insecure. What are they looking for? They're looking for security. They're looking for stability. So what's the best way to get stability? Is well from their man. Maybe their man would offer them stability. Well, it turns out that how do they check if their man can offer stability? Well, a smart woman who's using her seichel, which she's not, she would go up to to the man and say, you know, I'm feeling a little insecure. I could use a little extra support right now. At which point the man would say, okay, what can I do for you? But that's not what they do. What they do is they attack you to see 
if you're a man. You get attacked. So women attack at the height of their femininity. So if she's at the height of femininity, she's looking for a man. She's hoping that man would be you. But instead, what she does is, or what she does to establish whether you're a man, is she attacks. And women can attack viciously. Women can attack. Women know you. And they also know the scared little boy inside of every grown man. And she can, she can go, she can viciously attack her man. And some of you know, almost all of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, what happens when a person's attacked? Let's say you come into your house and a cat from the street got into your house. What's it going to do? It's going to do everything it can to what? To get away. So you got to open windows, open doors, let it out. It will run away. But what would happen if you backed a cat into the corner? What's it going to do? It's going to fight. You see, when people get attacked, the first thing is run away if you can. But if you can't, you're going to have to defend yourself. You're going to fight. And that's called fight and flight. Fight and flight. First, we'd rather run away. Who wants to get hurt? And the other's flight. So when your wife attacks, if you're like most men, you go to Mincha for three hours. What is that? Fight or flight? Flight. If the wife attacks, you go to Mincha for three hours. You come back from Mincha, and she's still on it. And so you go to the bathroom for an hour or two. But if you already daven mincha and you already went to the bathroom, what is she, what do you, what's left? Fight. And there's no, any man who can lay in a daf can grind his wife into fine flour. You will make her wrong and crush her. So here's a wife in her normal times, which is she's feeling secure. And then what happens to her nauseous, her femininity goes up. And she starts feeling insecure. So normally she's, she's feeling secure. Now she's feeling insecure because her wave of femininity went up. She comes to her man for security. But what does she do? She tests whether he's a man. And you should know in the animal kingdom, women, females do this. Female animals do this. And there's a term for it in the animal kingdom. It's called fitness testing. Females fitness test males to choose a mate. In our lives, females attack their husband to test whether or not he's a man. And sadly, probably for almost every man in this room, she discovers that she's married to a cat. Probably every man in this room is a cat, because until you learn this, you're a cat. And so here she is at the height of her femininity. She's looking for a man. She just attacked him. He left or he attacked her. If you run away, so she goes from this level. Here she's feeling somewhat secure. Now she's feeling insecure. She attacks. If you run away, how, how is she feeling now if you run away? If you run to shul. Now she's even more insecure. If you fight, you can't peel her off the ground. With a spatula. 
You completely knocked her out. And how, she's gone already. She's gone. And how about you? How are you doing? You're like a little boy. You're like a scared, hurt little boy. So in the height of her femininity, where she was smelling for a man, she winds up with a hurt little boy. And she's been crushed in the process. You know, in the, in the secular world, so women are very powerful. In fact, they're very, it's mushpa in our world too, so the women are very powerful too. It's not very good for our chassanim to, to be, uh, you know, in, our, in the situation there where the woman takes care of everything. These young Hasidic girls, they're so excited, you know, they handle everything, they work while he learns, they pay the bills while he learns, they're on electric, they're on water, they're on the rent. The women are handling everything and their, their husband's like, can I have $50? <laughs> That's not the setup of a man. This is not the setup of a man. That's the setup of a sheep. And... And I have daughters. I've had to marry them off to Shepsalach. I don't have a choice. And every time it's the next girl's turn, she says, Tati, I don't want a Shepsalach. I said, honey, that's all they got. <laughs> but you can make him a man. I remember my, uh, uh, one chosin ago, he was you know, a real Shepsalach. And after about a year, every suda, he can't handle my long sudas. He gets spilled because he doesn't have zitz flesh. So every time we finish the main course, he says, Tati, can we bench? And every time I say, girls, bring dessert. I feel bad. They're making dessert out of Shabbos, and now I'm the bench. And the girls don't like it when you're going to bench before dessert. Every Shabbos, after a year of this, he says, Tati, can we bench? I said, girls, bring, the dirt. bring dessert. He says to me, Tati, this Shabbos, it was lunch, this Shabbos lunch, you have me, Moishi and you, we're the Zimun. Or we bench now, or there's no Zimun. I've got to go. And I sit up in my chair, and a glimmer of hope in my eyes, so excited that he's finally stood up. And my daughter looked at him with such kavod. Late that night, I walked them out of Bote Breide. They came back for Shalshudas and La Malka. I walked the two of them out of Bote Breide. Late at night. I normally am not touching my daughter's shoulder or my husband for that matter. But I walked them out late at night, Motsi Shabbos, and I'm like, said to them, very proud of you. Very proud of you. Very important principle. Respect and attraction go together. Respect and attraction go together. If a woman respects her husband, she's attracted to her husband. If she doesn't respect her husband, she has no attraction. Women, when they're young, they enjoy all the power. But later, something happens. At about 35 years old, until a woman's in her young 50s, her nauseous, her femininity, gets very strong. It gets stronger and stronger. So around 35 it starts, 38 it's getting strong, 40 it's even stronger, and then it stays super strong till she's in her young 50s. So there's good news for everybody here, okay? If your wife's not in her mid-30s yet, except it could be terrible news. Why? Because if the dynamic of your marriage is that she's got all the power and you're not, what the what Chazal say, a chaim she'en or chaim, a life that's no life, is a woman, a man who's controlled by his wife, is someone who has no life. 
if you have that dynamic, so it's cute and sweet. The husband has, you know, this powerful wife, and he gets to feel taken care of. And, but when she turns 35, 36, 37, 38, in those years, it is essential that you do not have the dynamic of her having the power and you being the sheep. Because she can't even smell you. In the secular world now, since feminism started, where women got all the power and the men turned into little girls, apologizing for their, mas- for their masculinity. Since then, you don't know about this, but women, in the first time in history, are throwing their husbands out. Chazal warned about husbands throwing wives out for younger girls. Women are throwing their husbands out. Now, if she's a frum male, and we're talking about secular people, meaning goyim, women who are frum, they're not going to throw him out, but she's going to lose all attraction for him. Because he did not set up the dynamics in, the, in their relationship as man, as a, he didn't set it up as a man. In the Hasidic world, it's much better. In the Litvish world, there's, I mean, I don't want to say too much, you know, I am being recorded. But I've spoken to big rabbinant and their wives, and they haven't been together in 20, 30 years. Talking about people, once she hit mid-30s, she was done with him. And whatever the Shulchan Aruch are regarding issues, not in that home. And he's like, a, he's a dying. So in the secular world, they're just throwing the men out, and they're marrying some guy who works for a gym, doesn't even have a brain, but he's a man. And in the Froom world, they're not going to throw him out, but it's over regarding the relations. Now, you want to see something crazy on a chart. This is the craziest thing, and, and mark my words on this. When a couple gets married, their intimacy goes obviously very high. Eventually, they discover what's their rhythm. And obviously in Shulchan Aruch, it's never twice in a week. That's, that's the halacha. Can't be t- less than twice a week. Um, by the way, I just since we're talking about this, you want to hear something crazy? There's a real statistic. You can look it up yourselves. Goyim, after 10 years of marriage, I mean, in the beginning it's a lot. After 10 years of marriage, Goyim cohabitate with their wife once every six weeks after 10 years of marriage. So it's really funny, because the next time you see a couple in a big, you know, convertible, and it's like, the exhaust pipe's like, and they just look like God's gift to cohabitation. So if they've been married 10 years already, statistically, once every six weeks, a yid, the yid could be 300 pounds, she's 500 pounds. You know, they're just like, Coming up 13th. Never less than twice a week. Never less than twice a week. Meanwhile, the the convertible Corvette's driving by, and they're like, check out those two. I'll just have you know what the math is. If one is once every six weeks and the other one's twice a week, so it comes out 12 times more. A frum yid is together 12 times more than their secular counterpart who walks around with his suntan like God's gift to women. 12 times more. We're laughing our way to the bank. But you've got to be careful once you hit the mid-30s. So when they get married, they're together a lot just because 
I don't have to explain that. They find their rhythm. When she hits 35, guess what happens if he's not a man? You want to know what happens? And, and obviously, you know, if they're keeping Shulchan Aruch, okay, so maybe they're still together a lot. But, but a lot of people aren't keeping Shulchan Aruch carefully. So they hit, they, first year, they find their rhythm, probably more down here. And then when she hits 35, it goes like that if he's not a man, and it goes like that if he is. To the point where, where a man can't believe this is the woman that he married. So let me teach you now, seriously before, and then we're going to do Abdullah. It's like this. Let me teach you before. It goes like this. When the woman attacks, you know it's on. The ga- game's on. Okay? When the woman attacks, it's game on. Your job when she attacks is to not run away, and it is to not fight. But rather, it is to stand your ground, and while she attacks, you must not listen to anything she says. Don't listen to a word she says. She is temporarily insane. Don't listen to anything. You put on your face what's called an inner smile. So my friend over here in the, in the fourth, fifth row there, yeah. You, I'm going to show you what an inner smile looks like. Inner smile, you can't see it on the outside. Ready? Here's my inner smile. She's attacking. You can't listen, because if you listen, she's going to turn you into a little boy. So yeah, she, you didn't, okay, you didn't respond, you didn't run away, you didn't fight. But now you're a little boy. You're a hurt little boy, so you can't listen. What you do listen to the whole time is the words in the background. Like, she doesn't know you're listening to this. But all you hear the whole time is, Melech, Melech. I'm a Melech for my wife. Just like that. Melech, Melech. I'm a Melech for my wife. Everyone try that. Raise your hands. Come on. Up, 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 up. Try it. you got to get used to this. Seriously, you, you're going to thank me. Don't do it with your hands when you're with the right. Ready? Together. One, two, three. Together. Hands up. I'm not doing this if you don't do it. Together. Melech. Real deep like me. Melech. I'm a melech for my wife. Okay. Shh. Shh. Meanwhile, she's just carrying on, carrying on, carrying on. She's attacking. Shh. She's attacking. You're the whole time, you're not listening to the, what she's saying. You're staying in your melech, inner smile. Let her say what she's going to say. Don't listen to a word. Afterwards, she might want a response. So if she wants a response, you say, I hear. You could even say, you could even mention the subject. Yeah, so the, so the kid's schooling. I get it, yeah. Or she's like, well, what, what if she asks you a question? You know, what if she's like, well, what do you, what do you say about it? She say, you know what? Let me sleep on it. You know, I'll let you know tomorrow. I want to think, I got to think about it. I got to think about it. One day, my wife's a big chachama. Like, she, she's written like major sforim and she gives lectures and stuff. So she can attack stronger than the average woman. And... I'm on my way out to Shachris. Got my tefillin heading out to Shachris. 
And she's like, it was like being pulled over by the New York Police Department. It's like, woo, 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 woo. She's like, um, can we talk for a minute? And I'm like, well, I'm on my way to Davin. And she's like, I just need to talk to you for a minute. So I sit down at the kitchen table. I got a view of the clock over her head. And she is going strong. She is. I mean, she's putting the knife in and turning it. So I realized this is my lucky day. Yeah, because remember, by the way, what's been happening in your life? What's been happening in your life? Whenever she attacks, you know that this is not only is this not your lucky day, but it'll probably take you three days getting over the wound because you would turned into a hurt little boy. And she herself is feeling totally insecure because her husband failed the man test, the, the male fitness test. But that is your lucky day. Anyway, so she's attacking, and she's attacking strong. And I'm watching the clock. It's going. And I got my inner smile, and all I hear is melech the whole time. And I'm, I'm, I know my time of my shul. So it's like, there goes Kaddish of Kabonas. They're in Pesukah de Zimra. They're coming up towards Borchu. And when we're coming up towards Borchu, I finally say to her, I hear. I hear. I hear everything you're saying. Uh, let me go catch Baruch Hu, and uh, I'm going to go catch Baruch Hu, and we'll talk after. She says, you're free to go. So I go to Davening, I daven Shachris. On my way back, I'm like, what if she's still going? So, so I just wanted, I really just wanted to get in the house, because I did good melech. I was good melech. Good melech. And I just wanted to get my tefillin bag back in the house, and then go to my chavrusa. So I come in kind of quietly, do the code quietly. I open the door a little quietly, and I'm starting to walk in the house. I just want to put my bag down. And I walk in the house, and she meet, she's coming right out of the kitchen for the door. And she's holding on one side freshly squeezed orange juice, and on the other side, an omelet. And she's like, omelet? Freshly squeezed orange juice? And I'm like, crazy? And now I'm sitting in my dining room, eating my omelet, drinking my oranges. She's sitting right next to me like this. And I'm just like, what? I'm telling you, gentlemen, try this. You will not believe what happens to your life. You just won't believe what happens to your life. Don't tell her you're doing this. Be a chocham. Be a chocham. I mean, at this point, you know my wife knows. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She attacks. I do the melech. She already says thank you afterwards, which is crazy. But I tell you, she's a chachamah. So she knows I'm doing it because she's my wife. She didn't know, I'll tell you. She didn't know for years. Once I learned how to do this, someone taught me. And once I learned how to do this, she didn't know I was doing it. I was just doing it. And it was working every single time. And so the bottom line, gentlemen, the bottom line, gentlemen, I want every man in this room, the next time you get attacked, put on your inner smile, do not say a word. Hear Melech the whole time. Recognize your wife's right now at the height of her femininity. At the height of femininity is chaos. She's feeling insecure. The man represents masculinity. The man represents, sorry, the man represents order. Masculinity. Man represents order. Be the order for a woman in chaos. She's at the height of femininity. You're showing her you're a man. When she's finished, tell her you heard. You could even reiterate what she said. 
in different words, obviously without the hurtful stuff, because you're not going to listen to that. But the themes, like the basic themes of what she was angry about. Let her know she was heard, and then watch the magic happen. Be a man for your wife. I gave you the secret of how to do it. I don't think I forgot anything. You got it. A good. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.